Writing Perspectives, a podcast about writing and writers. My name's Steve Borley and I'm a writer. Writing Perspectives takes a look at what makes a successful writer and what being a writer is all about. I get to introduce you to people who know what it takes and can inspire you to do the same. Today I'm delighted to be speaking to Mel Woodend. Mel is originally from Worcester in the English Midlands. After her early career at work, Mel went back to education and gained a degree in English Language and Literature from the Open University. This rekindled Mel's love of learning and she's also gained a postgraduate certificate in children's literature and is currently partway through a master's degree in creative writing. Mel enjoys working with children and has worked in both primary and secondary education, but Mel's a writer, a poet in fact. Her work is heavily influenced by her passion for nature and the outdoors. She's published four anthologies of her poetry. In 2015 she published a Poet's Poems with a further collection, Journeys and Memories, later that year. 2016 saw the publication of Poems of Spring and her latest collection, Natural Colours, was published during Mental Health Awareness Week in April 2017. Mel lives in Stafford, which is also in the Midlands, and her poem, Plight of the Turtles, this year won the People's Choice Award at a local Stafford Green Arts Festival. So, a very warm welcome to Writing Perspectives, Mel. Oh, thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Great. Thanks. Thanks for giving up your time for us today. Can I start by talking to you about, you know, you made that big decision. You recently made the leap to concentrate on being a full-time writer. What spurred you on to do that? Well, I've been writing really since I was a little girl. Um, ever since I could pick up the pencil and do emergent um, marks on the page, I was always attaching meaning to what I was writing, um, trying to retell it to everybody who'd listen, my mum and dad, my dog, my teddy bears probably. Um, so I've just loved writing from such a young age um, that I've always done it as a hobby but never really thought I could seriously do it as a career. Um, and then a couple of years ago, as you've mentioned, I pub- self-published a couple of my poetry books, and that sort of gave me uh, encouragement that, yeah, this is a, something that I could probably achieve um, with, obviously, a lot of time, um, a lot of work. Um, and as you say, I was working in teaching assistant uh, roles within different schools, and I, I did love working with the children and helping them. Um, but then my dad died really suddenly, and I think that made me reevaluate things. And I realised that writing it is my dream, and it's the thing that I really want to do. So that I think it just made me realise that life's short, and that you should really go after the things that mean the most to you. Um, and writing is 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 that thing for me. That it, it's what I want to do. Um, so luckily, I've got a very supportive husband and mom who have given me so much encouragement um, that they they've helped to make it possible for me to this year really go into it full time great so so that i mean that does sound like a a, that sort of classic i don't want to spend my time doing the things that i don't i don't love or don't enjoy and and to actually commit yourself to that that you do enjoy and it's great that you you know you recognize that that was writing it was a little bit similar for me i I still work and, and things as well as write but um i wanted to do something else i wanted to um to to study and I realised that the only thing I think that I would be able to commit to was writing. It's good, isn't it, when you know that writing's the thing that you want to do? Yeah, I understand what you mean about um, about studying writing and, and it being so interesting that you, you can fully commit to it because it's so absorbing. Um, and for me, I, I'd done my degree in English language and literature, and although I really enjoyed studying um, you know, because I love language, I love the flexibility of it, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like poetry, um, and, I, and I love books, so literature for me was fab- fabulous as well, 
Um, but then I sort of got to the point where I thought I really want to be trying to write my own things and doing a creative writing masters enables me to learn but also be doing the thing that I love yeah, at the same time. Yeah, that's very much my experience of it as well. I think that's um, it's it's a nice sort of double edge to it, isn't it? Learning and, and writing, it's, it's, it's very enjoyable. Um, it's been it's, it's been really Definitely, good for me. Yeah. I think if any anyone's listening is thinking about it, I think it's an, a very interesting thing to explore doing a creative writing course. Um, yeah, absolutely. It is definitely. So, so thinking a bit about your work, Mel, um, your poetry is inspired by the natural world. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. Well, we live near Tucanic Chase, um, which is a lovely. Um, forest with pine trees and there's deer and beautiful colours in um, you know different seasons and I think spending a lot of time um, walking on Canic Chase and cycling as well through the countryside um, I just love the colours in nature and I love the the fact how how nature can make you feel I think um, I also enjoy gardening which I think um, sort of influences my writing because it brings you closer to nature um, and it's just something about nature which, for me, it's a really powerful um, feeling, I suppose. All the colours and the smells and the sights, everything um, sort of combines and, and it makes me want to write about it. Um, and, it and it gives me so much inspiration. Um, and and the, other, the other natural thing that I like to write about is the sea, because I've always been absolutely mad about going to the sea and um, sea life and bodyboarding and, and things like that. Um, so... So for me, I, I like to write about nature, as in countryside, and also I like to write about the sea um, and all of the animals that sort of live in the, in the deep sea and things like that. Yeah, do, do you think it's the fact that nature and, and the sea and, and, and the wild and the outdoors stimulates all the senses? Do you think, do you think that's what it is? Definitely. Yeah. I think so. I mean, um, my latest book, Natural Colours, is actually based a lot on synesthesia. Um, and, and I think that... The way that nature and colours particularly can make make us feel, um, it's something really interesting to write about. Synesthesia is that is that where um, colours or, or, or things that you, you you take in visually have some other um, feeling? Is that where you maybe see see red and feel hot? Is it that kind of thing? Synesthesia. Yeah, where you associate things with different mm. colours, so you you can visually see a colour, but then it makes you feel a certain way, um, like. Like say, red makes you, might make you feel hot. Blue makes you feel cold. Um, for me, there's like personal associations. Like yellow has always been my favourite colour because it's uh, it was the colour of my first school uniform. It's the colour of our cat's mm -hmm. eyes. My husband and I had yellow for our wedding flowers. Uh, so I don't know. I think there's a lot of personal associations as well. Um, and I also think that writing about nature it's something that a lot of people can connect with as well. Um, so. So hopefully it's something that can I can enjoy doing, but hopefully it will inspire or at least resonate with other people as well. Yeah, that resonance with others. I, I guess that we we all experience the, the the natural world, whether we whether we're consciously aware of it or not. Um, and it's a it's a rare person that doesn't doesn't enjoy being outside in one way, shape, or form. Um, so does it? This might be. I don't know if this is a if this is a, a silly question or not. But does a desire to write come first, or does the inspiration from nature come first? That is a hard question. It's not definitely not a silly question. Um, I think it's a, bit, it's a bit of both, really. They're so interconnected for me um, because I love to write about nature. That nature inspires my writing. It makes me think of things. Um, but the fact that I love to write in the first place makes me want to write about nature. So I, I don't know. It's a bit of a catch-22, mm -hmm. I suppose. I, I honestly think that they both influence each other so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm quite interested in in the, in the idea of, of influence and and what comes first. And, I'm, and I try and think about my writing, whether it's the the writing or the idea or the the ideas of what to write about that comes first. I think it's a. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I think I suspect you're right. It's probably a bit of both. It's probably the it's probably the thing. You could just go around in circles, wondering, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, even some of the children's stories that I've written, which I haven't published yet, they are also based a lot on nature as well. So. Um, there's like animal characters and, and things, adventures happening in the natural world and things mm. like that. So I, I get ideas and, and often they, they do tend to sort of gravitate towards nature. Great. OK, so you're beginning to gain an audience for your work locally. Um, can you tell me how you went about doing that? Um, I, I've just started really approaching local shops um, and businesses sort of independent bookshops and things like that um, to see who would be interested in stocking my books um, and, and it's really I suppose doing quite a lot of legwork going around local businesses and things um, just sort of turning up and asking if anyone's interested um, having my books with me and I also do poetry greetings cards which um, are, are sort of you know quite attractive to some retail outlets um, but the other thing is I've, I've created a website and I've created um, a Facebook page and different things like that. And I think the, um, having that sort of broad way of getting getting my writing out through the website and through um, Facebook also, I think, encourages the sort of local shops to, I don't know, take you um, a bit more mm. seriously, maybe, as a writer. Yeah, so that, that sort of kind of that element of, of being your own publicist as well. Do you think that that... that helps when you're speaking to a shop they see that you really mean it yeah definitely um one of the places um, that's stocking my books um now um which is a local sort of craft complex with an independent bookshop in it and um the gentleman who runs the shop was really impressed that i'd actually taken the time to go and put myself forward mm -hmm. with my work um so i think it, people do see that you really are serious about it because you're doing all of your own marketing and um also my books are in a couple of places in Worcester which means a lot to me because as you as you know I'm, I'm from there originally uh, and it's and it's um, places that are really close to my heart I suppose so it feels like an honour to have my books in those shops and also I think um, the owners of the shops and the people that are now stocking the books they've sort of realised how much it means to me as well um, and so they're they're sort of keen to to give local people a, a try. That's really nice, isn't it? That's great. Yes, it's a smash into yeah, things. yeah, it's yeah, very encouraging. Cool. So, thinking a little about when you're actually doing that uh, promotion and when you're you're out there doing that, how how did you feel about doing that? Um, well, I thought I'd be really nervous because I'm not the most confident um, of people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm much prefer to sort of hide hide away behind my keyboard than go and approach people. Um, but but then because I was doing it about something that I'm really passionate about, because obviously writing is what I want to do for my career, um, and, I, and it means so much to me, that I actually found it easy enough to approach people and talk about my work. Um, and, you know, I, I think I've had a good reception, even if people haven't stopped the books, no one's been rude or uh, said unpleasant things or anything. I think people, um, you know, they are encouraging, and, and that helps me, it sort of bolsters my confidence, I suppose, mm. with doing it. Yeah, I mean that—that that is, I think that's when speaking to to you and to other authors and, and writers, it's that bit of having to put yourself out there can be quite intimidating to start with. Um, but 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 actually, oh, yeah. part of the writer's um, 
kind of skills a writer needs to have is to be able to talk about their work, I think. Um, and, and yeah. I so, think so. And, and have you had opportunities to perform your work as well, as it's poetry? Yes, I've been um, to the, um, as, you, as you mentioned earlier on, I was in the Stafford Green Arts Festival performing my, one of my, po- well, a couple of my poems. Um, so that was, that was really interesting and fun to perform at a festival. Uh, I've been on local radio as well, performing a couple of my poems, which was a lovely experience. It was, it was really exciting to visit the radio station. And I've also um, been to a few spoken word events. And I've done that because I wanted to become more confident with my speaking and reading out loud um, and performing my poetry. Uh, because I am, you know, I am, like I said, more naturally confident doing the written mm. stuff as opposed to the speaking. Um, so I, I started attending a few spoken word events and that's great. You meet a lot of people who are like-minded and everyone's there to enjoy all of the different people's poems. So it's a lovely atmosphere and that sort of helped me to gain confidence for when I actually did my launch for my book Natural Colours because I did a, a talk um, and an official book launch in the local library. Yeah, so that that helped you, but the fact that you'd, you'd had some um, you'd, you'd you'd had some experience of going to these live events and and standing up and reading your poetry, it must be very exciting to do that for the yeah. when, when you when you do that. It must be it must be terrific. Mm. Yeah, it's lovely because you sort of get lost in in the words that you've written and you want them to be expressed a certain way. So it, it is it is good fun mm. reading them out. Definitely. Do you learn something about the work when you do that as well? I think so. You, you sort of um, it's interesting to see how an audience reacts and something that you might think is good other people might not which is quite in like you know that's a, it's, it's an interesting part of being a writer because you might write the most personal things but they don't mean anything to yeah, someone else nice. um so it's it's good you can sort of start judging judging your work based on other people's reactions mm-hmm. as well which is i think it's really yeah. useful yes i think having spoken in the past to stand-up comedians who think they've written a terrific set and the things that people think are very, very funny are not the thing, are the throwaway lines that they've just added in and the things that they've crafted over for, for weeks, if not months, to get absolutely right, passed with barely a titter. I suppose it's a, it must, might be similar, I guess, probably not entirely the same, but similar with, with poetry where you, as you say, that personal stuff, um, which you know means so much to you and, and how that connects and any other bits which, which uh, and yeah, it must be, must be an interesting experience to do that. It takes some nerve to do that as well, Mel, I think, yeah. to... Uh, to stand up and perform your work in uh, um, in public, I think. Uh. It's definitely nerve-wracking, uh, but it's something that I've really started to enjoy after after the initial nerves and thinking, oh, what have I agreed to do? I feel really ill, I'm going to be sick, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I've started to actually really enjoy doing it because everyone is supportive, which is it's really nice, um, like a lovely atmosphere. Yeah, that's great. So so when you, you launched um, Natural Colours and that's what I wanted to speak to you about too so you, you did some local radio you did, did some events and you did your local marketing was there I mean what else did you do was there any other things you, you felt you needed to do particularly actually to get the book into print itself and, and actually as a physical volume that people could buy was that easy to do? Um, that was probably one of the easiest parts of my most recent book, Natural Colours, because it's something that I've done in the past. Um, I've self-published all of my, my four collections. Um, so because I've been using, I use CreateSpace, which is um, sort of part of Amazon, um, and I've used that now for a couple of years, so I'm sort of familiar mm-hmm. with that. But the other, the other thing that I did this time, which I've never done before, was to actually have my cover professionally designed, whereas before I've been... Um, through create space and used 
the um, I think it's called Cover Creator, so it's like part of the software, and you can create your own cover. And they they look great because they you know they're using um, official images and things. But I think having a custom made cover this time was something really mm. special. Um, and I know that I'm not a graphic designer, so there's no way that I'd attempt that myself because I think it would just look amateurish. Um, but I think it was it was a really good decision to choose to have it done professionally, and it was something really exciting when the cover arrived and I could see what see what it was like um and then obviously it went off sort of through the internet into create space and then all my copies arrived and yeah it's lovely to see the physical book and then to be able to sell them um so I'm I'm sort of um selling them through Amazon and also through my website as well so it's great because it means that I'm marketed locally but also anybody um, you know, in the country or even the world could could get hold of a copy if they wanted, because it's available as an ebook as well. Right. So you you published it as both as hard copy and an ebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And um, because I think that way you can sort of reach a wider audience. Not everyone's going to want to pay postage um, for a print book, but people have e-readers now, um, and and I think it's a really popular way as well to get your work out there because you can sell it cheaper on on um, like Kindle, for instance. So people can try your work if they've not heard of you before. Um, and I think being a new author, it's something important uh, that you need to get people to actually try your work to start with before they're going to commit to wanting to buy your books mm, properly. That's a really interesting point, yeah. I think another thing I've done, and and it's this is all things that I've learned from the creative writing masters um, of of good ways to sort of get your work out there, is to have um, an email list on my website so people can sign up and they can start to follow my work and the, the projects that I'm doing. But also as a thank you for them signing up and giving me their email address, I've been sending them out little sample uh, mini ebooks of poetry. So they can actually get a taster of the sort of writing I do. That's a very good idea. Um, yeah, it's great. So, yes, people get a um, a nice gift in exchange for their contact details, and uh, and, and and then That's they can, right, yeah. can read your work and enjoy it, and then and then they say follow you, and, and then and then buy more in the future as as you publish more and and the ones you published previously. Um, yeah, that's it. It's sort of like a try before you buy type thing. So, um, if people don't like it, then obviously they're not going to buy it. Um, but it gives them it gives them that opportunity yeah, to see what yeah, they think. Sounds great, and also I guess then you've got them so you can update them with newsletters or, or just things that are coming up and or events where you're going to be where you're going to be performing and that kind of thing, which is all all good too. That's right. Um, now I've got my website. Um, it's again it's something really useful because it means I can put on it about the different events that I'm doing um, and and people might want to like watch video clips and things like that which I've uploaded so it's it's because of a variety of things it's not just loads of writing on it but there's different sort of multimedia type things for people to look at as well sounds great it sounds like a lot of work though yeah definitely um definitely setting the website up has been a lot of work because I'm not that technically minded so although I'm quite comfortable using the computer and using create space and, and those packages that I know setting up a website was a whole new thing for me uh, but it's a great sense of achievement to have actually managed to do it so I, I'm quite proud of my website mm-hmm. I definitely get the impression talking to you Mel that um, you know that the, 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 the idea of being a of being a full-time writer there's so much more to it than um, 
writing um all of these other things you've spent yes. setting up a website um commissioning and i guess briefing a designer to design a cover um which which is an interesting yeah. experience i guess kind of that whole briefing um side of thing and making then getting back what the kind of thing you had in your mind is is is, is a skill in itself yeah um and and the, the events and the, and they say re- recording the videos and and all that stuff it's it's you know it's a full-time job i suppose it's yeah it is yeah and i think writing obviously is the, the main part that you you enjoy mm. um and then there's the other stuff on top of it like the marketing can take so much mm. time but it's all worth it and you don't mind putting in you know ridiculously long days because it's all worth it because it's what you really mm. want to do um and the other thing that i'm going to be doing as well um as well as writing and doing my books, I'm actually going to be going around local schools and doing creative writing workshops, well, in particular poetry workshops at some of the primary schools so that children can um, hopefully be be inspired to start to enjoy poetry. Um, and I'm really looking forward to get, getting started with that later on next month, actually, uh, as, an, as another part of my writing. That sounds really interesting. Um, that's, a, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And, and I guess that also goes back to your previous career working as a teaching assistant as well. And it marries up, the, the, you know, so you enjoyed working with the children. It allows you to go back and, and do that too, but this time as, as a poet and as a writer, which must be very, very interesting. That's right. Mm. And it'd be lovely to work mm. with children, but to be able to hopefully inspire them to start to develop a love of language and yeah. poetry as yeah. well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that excellent, definitely. Excellent. So it's really interesting that you know you're, you're now a full time writer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's kind of weird uh, to think of yeah. that sometimes, but yes, it's yeah, great. great. So I mean, that's my, my question really is about how it's shaped up compared to your expectations of what being a writer would be. Um, I guess I'm interested to know what the the hidden pleasures are and also what the biggest challenges are. Um, probably the challenges are having enough hours in the day because although you think you're working for yourself, you can pick your own time schedule. You've got so much to do that you you run out of time for everything. Um, so for me, I think one of the biggest learning curves is having this overwhelming amount of stuff that I need to do, like marketing, writing, sending emails, and then prioritising and making sure that I do things that need to be done and and that I don't let it overwhelm me and that I manage to fit everything in and um, still go to sleep at night. <laughs> um, so that's been a, quite a learning curve. But... It's so rewarding because all of the things I'm doing are things I enjoy. It's all linked to my writing. And so I have the most unbelievable amount of motivation to, mm-hmm. to do it because I'm loving every minute of it, really, which is Brilliant. good. And about those times when you do get to sit sit and write, um, how, how, how does that feel different now you're, you're doing it full time? Does it feel more, more enjoyable? Is it more pressured? I think... I think it's more enjoyable because I, I suppose when I was working full time and studying and trying to write, it was always a rush and I'd be maybe writing it late at night when I should be asleep and knowing I should be asleep. And um, I don't know, it just feels like it's good because I'm allowed to do it. This is my job, so I am allowed to sit here and write. And, and I don't know, there's just, I don't know. No, no, I, I think this idea of being allowed to do it is really interesting. When I started writing, one of the barriers I, I had to overcome was this notion that, you know, that I gave, I had permission to do it. I, I was, I was allowed, I, you know, I was, you know, it was something I was, I, I was allowed to do. And I think it's really interesting that you've used that phrase too, that, you know, now you're, you're a writer and you're so sitting there and writing or, or thinking about writing or whatever it is, is part of what you do. That's, that's, I think that's really, I think that's really yeah. positive. I think that's really nice. 
it is nice and it's nice to sit there and be writing and think actually I have permission from myself because it's my work now so yeah I'm you know legitimately able to sit during the day and write and it's fabulous and um, you know it's, it's good <laughs> well you, you're certainly packing in a lot of a lot of experiences and, and gaining lots of experience um, really quickly and I think it's it's terrific to talk to somebody who's taken the leap to to to, to, to become a writer full-time um what what's the best advice you could pass on to an aspiring writer perhaps someone who's thinking of making that leap to becoming a writer whatever that means for them what would you say I think the, the biggest thing is don't give up uh, you know persevere with it and start to believe in yourself that's I think for me that's one of the big things you know perhaps when you're writing alongside working full-time you don't you think maybe it's not good enough or you can't see yourself selling books but I think if you have self-belief and I know that's really you know, I'm not confident and I've already said that so it's a hard thing to force upon myself let alone other people but I think if it's something you passionately believe in and you want to do deep down then you should just do as much as you can um, to go for it the way I did it was by self-publishing a couple of books first whilst working full-time um, but it, that sort of gives you a bit of experience and then once you've got a little bit of experience I think I don't know you just I suppose you just know when it when it feels like the right time to, to go for it um, and for me this year has been the right time um, you know like I say re-evaluated re things uh, since my dad died and I think you should just persevere and, and try and go for what you love doing that's terrific thank you as a, as a as a final piece of advice I think that's 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 really positive to believe in yourself and and to and to to do as much as you can i think that's that's good practical advice yeah, Mel. definitely excellent so thank you mel that brings us to the end of our time today it's been really really nice to talk to you well thank you very much for having me um it's been it's been lovely to talk to you as thanks, well mel. thanks so well it's great to hear about your experiences so um that's mel doing it how about you come and visit our website writing-perspectives.com I'll be posting full show notes for this episode so you can find out more about Mel and her work. I'll be hyperlinks and things on there. Um, please leave me a comment. Let me know what you think and also share what you know. The only qualification to being a writer is really to carry out the act of writing. So I hope the words are flowing for you today and that you feel inspired. If not, well, perhaps you need a prompt to get going. So let's uh, take some inspiration from Mel. Why don't you go outside? Go for a walk somewhere familiar to you, in the country, in the town, somewhere. It doesn't really matter. But notice, maybe look up. What do you see that you don't usually see? Describe it. Use it as a start point for a short story. Or, again, being inspired by Mel, why not write a poem? Even if you don't usually write poems, give it a go. Give it a go, just to get yourself writing. See how you get on. Because all writing's worthwhile. Because you never know what any one idea will lead to. So, to take Mel's final advice, why don't you just, just go for it? So, thank you very much for listening to Writing Perspectives. I'm Steve Borley, and until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.